Welcome to Speaking of Humanity. I'm Nahama Robinson, developer of the Unconflict Personality System for Supporting Relationship, www.unconflict.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode in this Speaking of Dating Profiles series. With me today is Matt. Welcome, Matt. I'm so happy to have you here. Why don't you introduce yourself and share something that you'd like our listeners to know about you? Hey there, everyone. My name is Matt. You can also call me Matthew if you want. Um, so I'm 24 years old. Um, I was born in New York and I moved all around the uh, U.S. and um, New York, Ohio, North Carolina, Virginia, in Italy uh, for four years. And yes, I do speak Italian. Arizona, San Diego, L.A. Uh, I'm a man seeking women. Um, I'm an assistant editor for TV. Uh, I've worked on some reality TV shows, but now I am more onto scripted content. Just finished up a show for Apple TV. New year, already have a job, which is great, especially for my industry. Obviously, you're on this podcast because you're single. And I'm wondering if you can just share with us a, either a general overview or just highlights of, of your dating history, of your dating experiences, really just your takeaways, anything that you'd like to share about what you've learned about yourself, what works, what doesn't work, um, really whatever you're comfortable sharing. I've taken the love language quizzes. Um, I'm definitely a quality time and physical touch person. And I think that is really true. For me, one of the biggest things is, you know, spending time with someone I love. Um, and I've learned that honestly, I really need that. You know, without that, you don't feel you don't feel fulfilled at all, and it's really hard. Um, mm. I want someone that will conquer the world with me. You know, it's like we both have our own drive, we both have our own ambitions, and we both want to achieve our own goals, but we want to do it with a, with someone else. Yeah, and like I don't particularly care like what your goals are i think that's one thing that's really important for me is that's like hey like you know your goals are your goals and if your goal today is waking up and doing laundry then well then that's your goal now of course if it takes you a month to get that goal done then we need to have a conversation <laughs> about that but you know i'm i understand that like you know not everyone is uh you know there's 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 different aspirations for every person some people want a lot of one thing and not a lot of the other. And my biggest thing, communication and loyalty relationship, you know, mm -hmm. communicate with me, tell me what you want. And, you know, I, I want to be at the point where it's like, I can go and be gone all day. And I don't have to worry that like you're doing something with somebody else or, you know, mm -hmm. there's ever one of those things where it's like, I don't want to feel like, you know, like, like, I, I, I don't, I, I want to have 110% faith in you. Mm -hmm. And from mm -hmm. faith, you know, that's, that's where you get loyalty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. And definitely those are 
powerful. Those are really powerful truths, I think, for many people, specifically very relevant to your personality. Um, before we started recording, I did ask you to do a multiple choice question that I use to determine personality type. And you are a physical explorer. So physical explorer very much speaks to how physical contact, physical touch, and quality time are very important to you. A physical explorer is very much about being in the moment. The in the moment experience is what feels, makes you feel alive. So um, very much reflecting that. And one of your bodyguards is the ideas connector, which is very much about communication, very much about lots of different thoughts and feelings. And that, that aspect of your personality probably manages many, 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 many exponentially more thoughts and feelings at one time than most people um, or people with other personality types. So it sounds like also in your work uh, as an editor, that would be come, very much come into play, but also in your relationship in terms of communication, that that would just be something that is very important to you. And your other bodyguard, which is physical change maker, I think that we all want loyalty, right? We all want trust. But I think for you, the way you express it also very much reflects that physical change maker bodyguard because physical change makers, that personality is very tuned in to the healthy power dynamic. So they're obviously power. Some people can use power in an unhealthy way, but power is a healthy part of our being, right? Power is very relevant to just every experience in the world, really. So you very much have antenna about power dynamics um, and, you know, that feel fair, that feel just, that feel right to you. And so, you know, I think that comes through as well. Um, what I'd like to hear more about is specifically relationship I don't know if you think of it in terms of relationship history or relationship experiences or takeaways from your relationships. Um, if you think about your relationships that lasted the longest, that were the most committed, most serious, anything you'd like to share about your relationships in general or a specific relationship. Um, yeah, I'd really appreciate hearing. Yeah, so my longest relationship was about a year and a half. It was long distance, but uh, I knew her since grade school. So we were very, we were close, good friends for a long time. We lost contact, came back into contact, and we dated for about a year and a half. She was in Iowa, I was in California. Um, and, you know, it was... Learn how much physical touch really matters for me because physical touch really helps the quality time. You know, um, you know, I'm very like, you know, I, I, I like, you know, not it's and it's not just like a sex thing. It's like I like kissing. I like holding hands. I like cuddling and watching Netflix. 
So for me, it's like that all really matters. And um, yes. very much not like that for her. Like she didn't particularly, like we, we could sit on the couch and watch Netflix together, but she wouldn't really be cuddling. Holding hands was usually what she wanted. She would come out to me as asexual. And that uh, she was aromantic. So she, for her, it was like the whole physicalness was just like not there. She was like, like against it. Um, and she ended up, uh, she ended up ending our relationship because she was like, look, like, obviously this matters a lot to you. You really care about it. And like, it's hurting you that you can't get it from me. She's like, I can't hurt you like this. You're like, and my closest friend, we need to stop dating. And that was hard. That was really hard. But, you know, I, I honestly, like, I thank her for it. I think yeah. it was one of those things that's like, you know, because of, you know, I was prepared to marry this girl until this whole, you know, asexuality thing came up. And it, it, the aromantic thing is what really got to me. It wasn't even just like the whole, like, no, like, no sex. It was like no physical connection. Yeah. Wow. First of all, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, absolutely. Um, I do not gender stereotype, but I do think uh, that, you know, men and women both experience that, certainly. Um, I think that women typically would feel more comfortable sharing in general. I think that I really appreciate your sharing because honestly, I think that you speak for many men who would not have the confidence to share it, you know, to share that. And I really appreciate it. Um, so again, that really speaks to what we had said before. Like you say, physical affection, super, super important to you. Um, is there any other relationship that was still somewhat serious that you learned something completely different about yourself or about what works for you or doesn't work for you or even a relationship that wasn't very serious, but any other takeaways from any other relationships? So right after the Iowa girlfriend, I was in a relationship with a girl that lasted about a year, a little over a year, maybe like 14 months, just her and I. But what ha ended up happening is that it's just her. It was never a part of her other world, you know. And I even told her that it feels like you live lives. There's me, mm. and then there's everyone else that matters to you. Mm. And the longer mm. we started dating, the more I'd push, like, "Hey, like, I want to meet your parents. Hey, I want, like, you know, like, talk to me about, like, 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 talk about me to your friends and family. Like, I want them to know that, like, mm. you're in a relationship with me." And like her, like her social media. Like if you went, if you went on her social media, I was like, it really bothered me. Absolutely. And I would bring it up to her, and she, yeah, no, and, and I bring it up to her, and she would be like, "Well, that's just because I don't want, want my parents to say anything." She was so I was twenty one at the time. She was eighteen. Her parents did not appreciate it, and uh, mm. hindsight is twenty twenty. But her parents were completely correct. Um, you know, it one, like, like it wasn't particularly her age. It was more of her maturity level was just not there. Mm. Um, 
when and, and when it comes to age, age is like one of those things. Like you know, I'm always you know it's like I I say now I'm 24, so I say six years above and six years below is probably like my age cutoff. Mm-hmm. But I'm more yeah, willing to you know. That's pretty broad. I mean, that's a pretty, you know, you're being very, very flexible. I mean, that's more flexible than a lot of people. Yeah, people have told me that. When it came to her, it was like her family didn't approve of me because of my age. Um, I'm actually Roman Catholic. I identify as Roman Catholic. You don't have to be Roman Catholic to date me or like, you know, get married or anything like that, like ha- have a future with me. But like, you just have to respect my beliefs, you know? Mm-hmm. And her father, devout Southern Baptist, I asked him the mom once. I was like, I would like your permission to officially date your daughter. You know, very – you would have thought I was asking for, like, engagement or something. But this was literally <laughs> the date. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he said, Matt, you're a great guy. You take care of our daughter, and you seem to have her best interest at heart. But because of the way you worship our Lord, I cannot approve of you. Wow. I knew that there was nothing I could say that would change his mind. That there was nothing I I could say that would have him accept me as I was. That wasn't Mm. me converting to his religion or changing who I was to fit him and his family. Wow. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's so powerful. And again, thank you so much for sharing. I mean, this is real stuff. You know, this is, I think a lot of people experience these things um, and don't necessarily talk about it, you know? So I really appreciate that. If you picture your ideal relationship, obviously a lot of physical affection, a lot of just closeness. It sounds like PDA, right? You know, it's like, I want to be walking with you and people know that we're a couple. Yes. PDA, but PDA (laughs) to like a mature degree. You know what I mean? My ideal relationship is like, you know, like I'm committed to you. You're committed to me. There's no reason for us not to trust each other, Mm. you know? And, and it's like, you know, if, if, Hey, and communication. Oh, man, communication is so important. If you don't like something I say or if I, you know, I'm a joking guy. I like to joke around. I like to have fun. If I say something that like, hurts your feelings, like, don't wait until three months later and you're like, well, when you said this, because honestly, I'm probably not even going to remember it. Right. You know, like, just to be real. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I mean... So I think that's one thing is like this communication and loyalty and like just being upfront with your expectations. You know, if this is you're not dating to marry, you're dating more life experience, tell mm. me. Tell mm. me that so from the beginning I know, okay, she's not long term. Mm. Mm. You know, if it's like one of those things, it's like, hey, Matt, you're a great guy. I want to continue being with you. I want to continue talking to you, but like, there's not like, she's like, I don't think like you and I are going to get married. Like, I'm not looking for marriage or something like that. Tell me that. So like I can curb my expectations because like, right. I'm just going to be real. I will sit here and like white picket fence and like, you know, children and like the whole thing. Like I will like draw up this whole alternative universe basically in my head. Yeah. And then when I find out that's not actually what you want, like that's, what's going to hurt me. 
is that's yeah. like you made me believe or you know so like you made me believe or you know you implied or you this and that and it's like no you never actually you know meant any of that and then maybe it was like a me reading into a thing but it was like at certain points like it comes on you buddy you're getting a little too invested right now absolutely um and i just want to really highlight how that really reflects your personality triad because one of your bodyguards is a, a DS connector and th that personality is very much about communication. Um, you have a trillion thoughts and feelings constantly in flux, interacting with each other um, around everything that's... Every, Everything that's happening in your life, every new piece of data, if you will, um, gets a whole new set of thoughts and feelings around it. And you're managing all of that at one time. And so thinking about so in a, being in a relationship, um, everything that happens get you know sets off, I'll say. I don't even mean that in a bad way, but it's sort of triggers again not necessarily in a bad way but it sort of sets off just a whole slew of thoughts and feelings that start swirling around each other and so it's really important for you to for someone to tell you what's what you know into from their point of view so that because or else there would be a lot of thoughts and feelings that really are coming from your own internal thoughts and feelings and can end up veering away from what that person is actually thinking in the moment, especially if they do not have an ideas connector component to their personality, which would typically mean that the way they think is much more, is less complex in a way. Um, and your other bodyguard, physical change maker, is very aware of... I'm going to call it the power dynamic, but what I mean by that is just the flow of intention, right? And the flow of intention within the relationship. And so your sense of, of being empowered and being aware of what's going on that supports your sense of empowerment and what's going on that sort of threatens it, all of that is stuff that you're, you have you know, antenna that are very tuned into to that. So I, I think what you've expressed in terms of your expectations in a relationship and what you really need to feel trust in a relationship, I think it really reflection of your personality, try it. So what I want to do is, unless if there's something else that you specifically want to share, well, let's do that. And then what I want to do is move into talking about what specific personality triad variation, I would say, uh, I think would have the greatest chance of compatibility with you and greatest chance of a successful relationship. But before we do that, is there anything else that you want to focus on that you want to bring up just about yourself, about your personality? Um, you know, I think I can answer, kind of, I, I can answer that question and kind of lead into the next one. Um, of course, my biggest thing is, you know, like having, having, you know, it's like, you have that, like, the, like, the duality, you know, it's like, 
have a sense of humor, be able to like relax and enjoy life, but also like take life seriously, like have a drive to want to achieve something better. My sister yeah. made a comment. I was driving with my sister the other day. My sister made yeah. a comment because she's older than me. Yep. So she was like, you know, I'm surprised on how you're so motivated in your career because when you were younger, getting you to do homework was like hard. Mm. And you were someone where you would want to come home from school and like jump around and like, you know, just like kind of be in your moment, be in yourself. And it really made me think of the whole like physical explorer thing where it's like. Totally. Wow. Wow. That is so true to your personality. That is so true. Yep. Totally validates. Um. I appreciate you sharing that. Also sit here and be like, yeah, like, you know, it's like, like, I'm going to tease you, tease me back. You know, it's like, if we're going to be like a relationship, you know, it's like, and, and, and however, which way, like we decided to do that, you know, it's like each, each, each relationship I, I found, it's been like, you know, something different, like, you know, teasing, light bullying, you know, it's like, yeah that like playfulness, you know, you know, and it's like, uh, just be playful, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, and if you're not in the mood for it and like, don't, don't get mad, say something be like, Hey, like mm -hmm. today's a bad day. You know, this goes back to communication, which is what I talked about a bit, a bit earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, you know, just, just, just like, I'm an open book ask me any question. Like it could literally be anything from like, what's your thoughts on God and the universe to like boxers or briefs. And like, I'm going to answer all of it truthfully. Yes. You know, and maybe it's like, you know, maybe boxers or briefs matters more to you than my thoughts on the universe. <laughs> totally. You know, like you, you, you never know. Some, some women it's like, it's the, the rapping really matters. I've definitely yeah. met some girls that, have had thoughts and I'm like, okay, like I didn't think this actually mattered to someone, but they proved me wrong. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's like what I look for is I, I look for someone that like I can be myself around. I can joke around, you know, like, especially when like, especially if it's just you and I, like I can sit here and like, you know, like, like just play around with you, you know, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, then you and I sit down at the table and it's like, what are our goals? What are we trying to achieve? You know, I, like, I'll go on. No, 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 definitely. I just want to say again, I really want to um, just highlight how that really does reflect your personality triad, very, very balanced. So your core personality, what's really interesting is that your core personality physical explorer, very much in the moment, very much the in the moment experience is, is, is your ultimate happy place. And because both your bodyguards are very well developed, that is informed by what your bodyguards bring in as well. And both your bodyguards, um, are more serious in different ways. So ultimately, I think it really sounds like you take life seriously, but it actually sounds to me like 
for how seriously you take life, you don't take yourself too seriously. You know what I mean? Like you have that in, ultimately for you, you really appreciate you're not, you don't get stuck in your head. Uh, you know, generally who you are at your core is not someone who gets stuck in your head. You're someone who really just at, at the most fundamental, deepest level gets the true value of being in your body, in the moment, just feeling good. And that you, 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 really prioritize that in a relationship. And then again, that is not in a vacuum. It's informed by the things that are important about life. Does that, does that sound right? Or does that, how does that sound? Does that sound accurate? Very, okay. I like what you said when you said that like you take life very seriously, but you don't take yourself very seriously. I actually like that. I would say probably the one Correction is I actually overthink a lot. So I'm a huge right. overthinker. Right. And I would say what is really important to me is I want someone that can make me not overthink. I want someone that I can be in the moment with. And like, even mm-hmm. if it's like we're in our house or our apartment and like, we're like teasing, each, you know, like play wrestling or something. It's like, I stop thinking about all the stuff I have to do for work or all the stuff mm-hmm. I have to do for my life to advance to the next. Yeah, and I can you know like play wrestle on the couch or like you know mess around in the kitchen or something, and then we stop. And it's like you know I, I stop thinking about the rest of life, and you know the like the universe stops. And in that moment, yeah. it's just you and yeah. I. Absolutely, and what I what I want to say is that what that indicates is that your ideas connect your bodyguard, which is clearly extremely developed for you to do the work you do. Um, it has to be, you know, extremely, extremely developed. And what I'll say is that when you are at your true core self, when you feel, I'll use the word, I don't know if safe is technically the right word, but when you when you feel somehow free to be in your deepest essential core self, that you let go of all of that. And like you say, you're with someone else in that moment and you you let that go. And but bodyguards are there, bodyguards develop because life is complicated. And there are lots of different reasons that we develop bodyguards and it's just because of life. It's not about, Oh, something necessarily bad happened. Someone did something wrong. It's just the human condition, right? So we sort of develop these tools, these toolboxes. Um, as I've said in, in previous episodes, I see personality as a toolbox. And so your ideas connector toolbox is there because it's very useful to you, right? You use it, it's very well developed because throughout your life, that's really helped you get where you wanna go. Um, And there are times when you would rather it, you know, that toolbox, you'd rather close the lid on that toolbox, but it's sort of something stuck in it, it won't let you close it, you know? And it sort of, it, it can bug you. And we all have ways where our, various elements, any, any, any element in our personality triad sort of 
you know, bugs us and, and tries to get our attention, even when we feel like, um, excuse me, you know, uh, you know, take, take a break, you know? Um, so I think that, like you say, it's, it's really relevant to your partner, as you know, as we all know, we can't, no one else can really do things for us that we need to do for ourselves. Right. But what we want is someone that somehow the way they naturally are sort of naturally elicits the aspect of us that feels that's moving in the direction that we want to move in. Right. So it's not that it's not that the other person is somehow changing us. It's that there's something about them that brings out the best in us. Right. Does that make, I mean, would you agree with that? That makes sense, yeah. So what are your thoughts on someone, you know, being dramatic in relationship? I think it's one of those things. I think that's a hard, that's definitely a hard question because it's like, how do you deal with emotions? Um, my biggest thing is that um, I've always, always had the philosophy, and I got this from my family, you never go to bed mad at each other. Hmm. So I will sit here and I will stay awake all night if it means like we talk about our problems. And if that means that you and I need to go into like different rooms and we mm. literally stay up until like 5 a.m. And 5 a.m. is when we finally like get ourselves like, okay, we can talk now. Like I've calmed down enough that we can talk. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. It's like, for me, I'll call off from work the next day. I'll be like, I'm mm. sick. I can't go in. Mm. Just like, kept, you know, get caught back up on sleep. And, you know, the two of us have like a, a, a day together. Exactly. No, I mean, exactly. that, 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 you know, staying up till five, that's like the most extreme example of it. But that's just to like get the point across of like what I'm, try, I, I'm trying to say. Absolutely. I don't want to go to bed mad at each other. I don't. You know, I have no problem. Like we need like taking a break and walking away right? to, to, to cool off. But like, exactly. it's something that's like, I'm not okay with. And, and, and for a short while I dated a girl that she would, and that's part of the reason why her and I, I was like, yo, this is not going to work. If this is your response to things mm. to where it was like, she was like, you know what? I'd rather just not talk about it. Mm. And mm-hmm. she was very much, I was like, I can tell this is bothering you. She's like, yeah, it's bothering me, but like, I'm going to get over it on my own. Like, I don't like need you to help me get over it. I'm like, mm. okay, but like, it's bothering me because like you're right. upset and I don't want right. you to be upset. Exactly. You know, I want you to have as good of a time as I'm having. Absolutely. Have you ever dated anyone who... had an intensity about them. So that intensity could express itself. It wouldn't be religious. I mean, the person could be religious, but this intensity would not typically express itself in in a sort of structured religious way, but it could express itself in a deeply spiritual way. And what I mean by that is just a focus on where you just felt like they had a really, really, really rich internal life, like very, very deep. They felt things very deeply. 
um, and they and the way they they felt things deeply and that could express itself in, you know, so a very not just being creative, but in some art form where it was very intense so that if they were a visual artists, the art they created was very intense. You know, it wasn't something you'd hang in your living room. It was something, you know, you'd talk about, you know, at an art gallery. Um, if it was other kinds of art that just the way the art that they created would just have a real intensity to it. And um, if, if it was sort of more spiritual, um, if it was more, if, if the way their intensity expressed itself was more spiritual and creative, they would just be um, talk about just deep philosophical subjects in a very intense way. Um, have you ever dated anyone like that? Uh, I would say yes. I like to have deep philosophical conversations. So I would say on the flip side, it's like rather unattractive if I can't have a conversation. Like mm-hmm. if I can't sit here and talk to you about the universe and like right. I can tell that you're just not in it, right. which has happened to me. I'm just I, for, for for me that that just screamed that like you're someone that like I can't even entertain the idea of a relationship with because it's like right. if I can't sit here and talk to you about the great beyond and like souls yeah. and like yeah. you know like that kind of stuff then it's like I don't like you're not intellectually stimulating for me right and so, like have you ever um have you ever dated? I mean, I'm I'm trying to get to something which I'm still, from the way you're responding, I'm still not totally clear about. So I'm trying to sort of tease it out. Um, have you ever been in a relationship where um, your girlfriend had intense emotional outbursts? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and how how do you feel about that? How do you respond to it? Um. Uh, so obviously, it's like if I would try and you know like calm down the situation, and I'd be like, "Hey, so like something's bothering you? Do you? How does it make wanna- you feel? Let me ask you. How does it make you feel? Like when that happens, do you feel? And it's okay. There's no. You're not. It's not your job. I'm not. This. There's no. This is not a test. You know. I'm just really trying to get a sense. Does it make you feel annoyed? Does it make you feel? What does it make you feel? I depend. I think it depends on the frequency. If it's like mm. you're getting an intense emotional outburst every time someone offends you or every time right. something happens, right? Then, like you know, okay, like I like going on that like Definitely. obviously you need to talk about because like that's Absolutely. not okay. Yeah, let me. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt. I want to ask it because I want it. There's a track. There's a path. I know I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I'm trying to get to something. So let me let me ask you, because um, I appreciate that you're answering, but I'm sort of trying to I, there's something very specific I'm trying to get at. Um, when that happened, have you has have has it ever been where the emotional outburst was not about something that offended them personally? It was not it was something more like um, they were talking about you know, some big pain of, of the world. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Like something they care about deeply? Like Exactly, exactly. Something they care about deeply that's sort of a bigger, 
a bigger picture thing or something that, you know, affects humanity or affects, you know, it's, it's, it's a principle. It's, you know what I mean? Something like that. So have you ever dated someone where they're, they had intense emotional outbursts that really expressed that kind of thing, or it was always, you know, more personal to them, like just talking about someone had offended them personally or something. Um, yeah, like I, I, I've, I've definitely dated people that like really care about like, you know, it's like social causes and like everyone has, I mean, and again, it would almost be go back to, it would be really weird if they didn't have at least one thing they really cared about, mm-hmm. whether it was animals or, you know, mm-hmm. like homeless or like something. So if there's mm-hmm. literally nothing in this world, like mental illness, there's really like nothing in this world that they were like, Oh, uh, uh, I don't mm-hmm. really care. You know, uh, right. for, for me, it's like that kind of like apathy, that would just be a huge red flag for me. I'm not, I probably, it would probably make me uncomfortable because like there are things I care mm-hmm. about. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those things. It's like, I would have to like be in the relationship with the person, like, like, like the whole mm. like, taking up the, like the gauntlet themselves and really like, you know, becoming the champion of the social cause. It's like a mm-hmm. yes. And it's like, I would have to see what they mean. Cause if, like, look, if you're, if, if you come from anywhere in the U.S., sit here and, you know, at least a middle-class family, you're going to sit here and preach to me about, like, starving kids in Africa or something. It's like, this was just like my childhood. Then it's like, I'm going to look at you and roll your eyes, especially if right. I know the kind of situation you came from. Like, right. and just and just, just to be, like, 100% honest, it's like, look, if you came from, you know, to the point where it's like, yeah, could you afford every toy you ever wanted? No, but if you, you know, had enough to eat, don't sit here and talk. Like, 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 mm-hmm. like it's a, it's okay to sympathize, but like in, in the case of like really, emp- like, like really getting yourself, putting it in, you know, like mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. feet in their shoes sort of thing. It's like, okay, we don't know what that's like. We grew up in the first world, you know, yeah. like, yeah. yeah we don't know what it's like to live how they do. And, but like, you know, if it's one of those things like, Hey, I really care about the homeless because I used to be homeless myself. Mm. 100%. I understand that and champion that cause. And like, I support you. So like, I think that's like the, like the distinction is that it's like, you know, so it, it, it depends a lot on the person. It depends a lot on, on like the person, Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I like in general, it's all, it's like you know, I I think having something you care about is good, and I think you know, being able to put yourself in other people's shoes is a huge like mm-hmm. you know, mental and emotional plus that like would definitely help a relationship. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like within you know, like don't don't try and pretend to be someone you're not. Like you know. I dated this girl that really made herself sound and feel actually the Southern Baptist girls also like this a lot too. Now that I'm thinking about it, but no, there's like, you know, I think it's very common for people to sit here and think that they're the main characters and some really sad. Mm. Oh, and it's like, okay, you've watched a little too much, you know, like, a little mm-hmm. too much drama, a little too much, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like superhero stuff, you know, right. like, right. you're not this, you know, it's like you, like you came from middle class America, you're not, 
Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah, you're not Bruce Wayne, or you're not, you right. know, like so, you know, like right. you're not this right. downtrodden person. It's like, yeah, you can feel sad, right. and that's fine to feel sad, but like, for me, there has to be an element of like, okay, let's take a step back. Where I'm going to sort of pivot to is, um. Because I honestly, these are two very, very different personality types I had in mind, and I was trying to decide. I figured one or the other, and uh, the one really seems not. And and we'll see what you think then of the other one. So the other very different personality type is physical connectors are feeling physically safe in the world is very important to them. And what I mean by that, again, they, it's not, they don't go around carrying a gun. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that it's very important to them to create a world that is as, and I'm using this word, I, I mean it in a positive way, that's as perfect as possible. Because every wound in the world, every wound in the real world, feels like a shard of glass in their foot. I mean, it, it, it's profoundly painful. They're very sensitive, but they do not wear their heart on their sleeve at all. People who don't know them super well will accuse them of being non-emotional, um, you know, detached, non-empathic, when that's actually the opposite of the truth. They actually are the most deep down, they're the most sensitive of all the personality types, which is why in order to function, they need to focus on what they can do about it versus just focusing on the emotions because their their personality is not designed to to wallow in the emotions or to sort of dwell on the emotions. That would feel overwhelming to them. So they're very good people. They will always, when I say always, I mean, every there's always an exception, uh, but they will very it's it's very very common for physical connectors to have some cause in the world that they do feel very passionate about and but the way they express that passion is not to talk about it and just get emotional it's to do something about it so they'll they'll have some commitment in their life that is they that you know that has to do with some cause um their superpower, you know, we've talked about how every personality has its superpower, right so your core personality, your physical explorer, its superpower is the ability to be in the moment. Like you say, to let everything go, to really, when you're at your, when you're at your true self, where you feel like you can be your true self, you know, and free to completely free to be your true self, you can go to that internal freedom and to that place where you're just in that moment with someone, just, just in that moment and celebrating life and feeling alive. Um, and that's the superpower of your core personality. The superpower of your ideas connector bodyguard is the ability to just contain and process just unlimited thoughts and feelings constantly in flux at one time that are still overwhelming. I mean, they'd be overwhelming to anyone. And to you, they might even feel a little bit overwhelming, but you have the ability to deal with it. Um, where if you gave that amount of thoughts and feelings to any other personality. I mean, literally they would become non-functional because it would be so overwhelming. Um, and your other bodyguard, your physical change maker bodyguard, the superpower of that bodyguard is to, I mean, it's a force to be reckoned with. 
to um to to really have i mean every personality is strong in its own way but physical change maker is just again a force to be reckoned with is i guess you know how i'll describe their their superpower so you, again you have that because it's a bodyguard you have it and how that superpower plays out in you is very individual right um because because it's a bodyguard, even how our superpower, even how the superpower of our core personality plays out is still very individual, but especially with bodyguards, it's, it's, it's very personalized, very much. There are many variables to it. Um, so the physical connector, the superpower of the physical connector, um, which I'm thinking would really be the best fit for you, is they have an incredible ability to bring together, and this could be, this can manifest in time and space and any, in, in other ways to bring together efficiency and elegance. So they might, that might apply into how they, you know, how they would create a home. It might apply to, they have a career and it's part of how they do their work, but it's, they, they really, have an incredible, incredible talent at finding that sweet spot between efficiency and elegance in whatever the context that they are, are, whatever context they spend their time in, you know, that they focus on. Um, one of their bodyguards, um, interestingly, so you would share a bodyguard with them. So they would share the physical change maker bodyguard, which means that if both of you felt strongly about the same thing and you had opposing perspectives, um, it would be, you know, you're, you're talking, you know, irresistible force, immovable object that could turn into a real fight. Because the thing about physical change makers is that they do not shy away from confrontation. So again, for you, it's a bodyguard and for them, it would also be a bodyguard. And both of you, both your, both your physical explore personality and the physical connector personality, very, very different, but both of them really don't, um, you know, confrontation is not their go-to. They, you know, it's sort of something if it's necessary, each one in different ways, if it's necessary, um, okay, but it's not something that would be their default at all, but if it happened to be a situation that triggered both of you into to going to your physical change maker bodyguard and you are on opposite sides of it, you could have a real fight. I mean, you could really have a fight that would make you feel like, okay, why did we ever get together? Like, this is just, we will, this is not, you know, this is, this is, you know, you think your side is non-negotiable. She thinks her side is not negotiable. And you would just be like, okay, this is non-negotiable. So I'll, I'll talk in a minute about how I would sort of approach that and address that. And it would be, it's very, very important that you would be aware of that potential because it wouldn't happen on the first day or the second day or even the first month or the second month or even the first year. I mean, well, probably would happen sometime in the first year if it were going to happen, but it wouldn't happen right away because it's neither of your core personality. It would probably be something that just randomly 
um, both of you would, would just randomly would be something that triggered each of you to go to that physical change maker bodyguard. It would just, it would be random. It would really be random, but it wouldn't feel random. So you'd be going along thinking, and then suddenly it's quick up and you both would be like, you know, I don't know this person. How could they be acting like this? How could they be opposing me like this? I mean, it would really, it could really feel intense. So, but let me for a moment talk about their, their, their other bodyguard. So their other bodyguard is a social explorer. And that bodyguard, the, the superpower of the social explorer is phenomenal adaptability. Unconditional acceptance is, I mean, that's just their, that's their gift. And it's vastly undervalued in our society, but they have a phenomenal gift. They have the ability to unconditionally accept. And deep down, that's what they want. They want to be unconditionally accepted and they want to belong. Okay. Now that would be their bodyguard, but, and, and it really depends because I would say, um, for physical connectors, some of them have really, de- you know, thoroughly developed uh, social explorer bodyguards and some don't. So I would say that for you, it would be a positive thing for that person to have, a, you know, a pretty sophisticated, like a pretty well-developed uh, social explorer bodyguard because it would really bring that element of unconditional acceptance into the equation, which I think, I think would be so, so, so valuable for a relationship for you. Um, I mean, it is for everyone, but I really think that, you know, it would really just, just add a lot of, um, it would just, I don't even know what word to use, but it would just add a lot of beauty to your relationship. Um, And I think, I think you would appreciate that in them I think I think that element in them would really support a mutual appreciation of each other, if that makes sense. Now, the again, their core personality is very, very straightforward. You would again very trustworthy. This person, you know, is the opposite of two faced. Like you would never have to worry about you know, oh, they're saying one thing and meaning another. They're not being fully honest with you. That would just not happen. That's just, that would never, you know, physical connector, just no, total straight shooter. Okay. And you'll know how they're feeling. Now, they wouldn't be expressing their emotions with their heart on their sleeve. So let me say something. So I don't know enough, you know, to be sure, but I think it's possible that, the relationship that you talked about that was long distance, um, where she was, you know, asexual, aromantic. I think it's actually possible that she is a physical connector. Now, absolutely, I'm not in most physical connectors are not asexual or aromantic, but I think that the part of her, the the fact that you felt that you were in love with her, that you were prepared to marry her sort of before things really, you know, came out, I think shows me that you don't have an expectation of someone wearing their heart on the sleeve on their sleeve 24 seven. So I feel like that's an indicator. I feel like what you want and what works for you is 
a physical connector who has a particular combination and I'll talk about that and it sounds so specific, but I think, I think it's actually out there. I don't think it's going to be so uncommon, but let me explain a particular combination of the two bodyguards and the way they interact and the way they sort of support the core personality that would work for you. So let me just step back a second and say, when I was before, when I was asking you about um, if you had ever dated someone who was intense and I was talking about, you know, the ideas explore, the reason I wanted to ask you about that personality first is that it seemed to me at first that something that you have encountered more than once that has not worked for you in relationship is someone not being sort of as emotionally, uh, you know, just emotionally, but like emotionally expressive, you know, that it's that emotional expression is important to you, not in words, but that they manifest their emotions, right? Physically and physical connectors on the surface do not do that. And so I, I sort of felt mm, I, I wouldn't want to suggest you go into that because it's going to re just just, you know, play that pattern out one more time. But that's why I sort of asked you the question about the ideas explore, because I wanted to have a sense of how you would actually respond. And what I realize or what I what I understand, what I think after hearing you is that and correct me if I'm wrong, it's not that you want someone to be constantly just hard on their sleeve, you know, just over, not when I say over, like, like super, super expressive of their feelings. But what you want is more of a omnipresent, always there, but subtle. Like you say, you don't need someone to be like blasting it all over the social media. You just want something there that when everyone's looking, yep, it's clear, you know, this person is in a committed relationship and PDA, you're not looking to, like you say, you know, make out on, in the food court, but just something that's like very sort of, you know, I'm going to use the word understated almost like clear and understated. So that's what I was really trying to get at. I was really trying to understand to split those hairs and to really tease that apart and say, okay, you really get a clear sense of, you know, what your, what feels really, really best to you. So do you feel like what I'm saying now is accurate, that that's what you want? You sort of want clear, but if anything understated, like when it's just the two of you and you're snuggling, you know, understated, it's still like you say, it doesn't have to be, you know, full-blown sex to be intimate. Do you know what I mean? Like, does, am I, am I, am I understanding you? Does that feel like, okay, that, that yes, is what I'm saying making sense or no? Yes. I'd say it's making sense. Okay. Okay. So I think that because what's unusual about your personality is that as a physical explorer, most physical explorers, honestly, their bodyguards are not as developed in a way that is very kind of creates a a cohesive, a clear cohesive unit. 
the way your personality triad does. So you can have physical explorers who would rather have someone who's over emotional than someone who's not, but who's, who, you know, who might err on the side of not being emotionally expressive, or you could have physical explorers who, you know, I think you're in this category who, as long as it's clear, you don't need someone to be over emotional, you, you know, because that that's the one thing. So let me say this. Um, I think the best fit for you would be someone who is a physical connector. And I think it's important for you to be aware of certain things so that if you meet this person and you get into a relationship, you want to anticipate certain things because if you don't anticipate them, it will backfire. So, because you don't know what's happening. Okay. So, there are two kinds of issues that might come up with this, with a physical connector and you and the way that you are a physical explorer. One has to do with the butting heads of the physical change maker bodyguard that you both have. And the other is that there would be a situation that would trigger them to, I'm going to use the term shut down emotionally, because one of the things that one of the pieces that can be common for physical connectors is that they feel too vulnerable. Something makes them feel too vulnerable and they shut down emotionally. So where the first personality that I was considering for you, which is an ideas explorer, they're never going to shut down emotionally. I mean, it, it would be a fluke. It would be very weird. There might be a bizarre set of circumstances, but that's not their go-to. So, at first, I was thinking, you know, for you, someone for someone to shut down emotionally, like, you know, don't just walk away. Talk to me. That I thought, OK, that would be something that we really want to avoid at all costs. But right. I think that but I think that in the end, you are still have the highest chance of success with a physical connector. But you want to, first of all, look for a physical connector, like I said, with a really well-developed social explorer bodyguard, because that's going to make the difference. That's absolutely going to make the difference. Many physical connectors do not have well-developed social explorer bodyguards, and that would not be a good fit for you. But if there's, sorry, you're going to say something? Oh, no, no. I was just, I, I, I was just thinking that, oh man, of course I have to get the rare one. <laughs> of course, of course. But you know what? We're all, we're all special. We all are. And I don't mean that sarcastically. We are all special and we all need someone right. special. Like, you know, it's really about recognizing and, and knowing having to me, what I hope the way that I hope this is helpful is that once you have a certain vision in your mind, you'll, you might notice this person where you might not otherwise notice them. You know, you'll be in a situation where you'll be like, Oh my gosh, you know, that rings a bell. You know, there's something about them that kind of makes me, you know, resonates with, with what I have this, this, you know, what I kind of am, trying to attract to myself. Okay. So because I really do think that the, the other way, which is what I was saying, the ideas explorer is just too, this is going to sound weird, but too messy for you. I don't know. Um, you know, it's just not, it's not going to be what, what's, what works for you. It's just not going to be what works for you. Um, physical again. So we want a physical connector, someone who the way you would notice them is, as soon as you would meet them, there would be a sense of, 
they wouldn't seem very emotional at all. Like you might even when you first meet them think, oh, this person is detached. You know, uh, you might think that. But the thing with, with physical connectors is that the way they communicate and kind of the energy that they manifest is very context dependent. So if they're in a context where, you know, being vulnerable is not, you know, necessarily, you know, yeah, it just, just feels like it, it's not what everyone else is doing there. You know what I mean? It's not like automatic, like, they're, they're going to be guarded. You know, they're going to be like very aware of themselves, of other people. They're not going to be the first, they're not going to be the first one to be emotionally vulnerable in, in a group, you know, but when you're in a relationship with them, they're, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the relationship that they can feel safe in and they can trust. And once they find that, they want to be emotionally open. Right. So it's, it's sort of a it's sort of a process for them, you know. So when you first meet them, you might think, oh, my gosh, this person is definitely going, you know, to 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 want the affection I have. But the thing with physical connectors is that. Again, it's context dependent. So when they first meet you, you know, they're not going to be touchy feely because that's not in that context, right? That wouldn't be something, you know, what people generally, you know, like that's not the the first thing someone would do. But once they're in that intimate, once they, once they're in that intimate context with you, then they'll be, you know, very open. Now, um, again, especially if they have a strong social explorer bodyguard. So I think it's very possible, again, that that woman is, that, that, you know, was, um, again, asexual, aromantic, is a physical connector. Um, that, again, her social explorer bodyguard, you know, just not particularly, you know, developed. Um, and probably her, you know, again, physical change maker may be more developed, but much more having a guard around her, you know, much more with a lot of defenses. Okay. So it's really important what, what the... Um, social explorer component what that bodyguard would do would really help soften that the the defenses of the physical connector um and really the way you what you want in relationship is exactly what they would want it really is and so it would be very important for you to also understand that the way they are even if at the like i think you did already you naturally did that like you know you were with you know, that young woman for, you know, a long time, you knew her for a long time before it finally, you were like, okay, wait a minute. You know what? I, I need more emotional, you know, I, or more, more, um, I need more, sorry, physical affection, right? I need more of the affection. I need that more. And like you say, even then she was the one to, you know, to formally end it. I mean, you were still going to give her more time. And I think that's actually a great quality that's going to really support your success in this because it absolutely is very possible that you will meet someone who's a physical connector. And when you first know them, even when you're first dating, you know, they might be a little bit, even, even kind of light PDA might make them feel a little bit like they're not sure. But the thing about the physical connector is the more safe they feel in the relationship, the more you show reliability and consistency and 
not in a boring way, but in a healthy way, predictability, like they can count on you, absolutely, the more open they will be as far as affection. Like that's part of their personality. Other personalities, what they start with is what they're going to stay with. That's just how they are. Whereas with a physical connector, the more safe they feel, the more open they will be. The more safe they feel, the more affectionate they will be. And so I think that's a really good fit for you because you are patient. And if you see that the person is just needing that, you will, you'll, that's what you want to give them, right? Is that sense of safety and feeling good and trustworthiness. Um, so as long as you have that perspective of patience and again, recognizing the difference between someone where it is about you being patient or someone who really is, you, you need to make that distinction, right? And, and, and kind of recognize, okay, wait a minute, is this person really, you know, they don't have a particularly developed social explorer bodyguard and, you know, they're not, they just want to stay guarded. Like that's just, they're not ready to not be guarded ever, you know, essentially. And, and that's something you would obviously have to identify and, and just notice in that person, um, which it seems to me, especially with your past experience, you would, you'd recognize that. Um, so, and the other piece is, as I, as I was sort of starting to say before about, you know, the physical change maker, um, again, it would, it would be something that would hit you both completely in a way off, you know, like it would shock both of you. Um, you know, you would be feeling like everything was going super great in the relationship. And, you know, really like you were just like, it's getting better and better and better. And then one day some seemingly random thing would happen and you guys would get into a crazy fight and you would just be feel like, okay, this is, you know, irreconcilable. You know what I mean? It would feel that way. So what I would just say is that it's really important for you if, if you find this person, you recognize, okay, this is their personality type and you go into that relationship, it's really important for you to already understand that they, both of you have that physical changemaker bodyguard, okay? And neither one of you throws it around like on a daily basis, but both of you have a very clear a very clear sense of what you want. Now for you, that actually comes from that bodyguard. So of your personality triad, the component in your, in your personality that really gives you that clear vision, this is what I want, is your physical change maker bodyguard. For them, it's their core personality, the physical connector that gives them that clarity, okay? So they're their physical change maker bodyguard would only come up if once they have that clarity, something stands in their way. So let's say they have a vision of something, an idea, something that somehow maybe directly, maybe indirectly affects you, involves you somehow, it, it, whatever. And they have this idea, this vision, you know, this kind of what, 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 what needs to happen, what needs to be. And then something you say or do or something about the way you're doing something gets in the way of that. Okay. That will trigger them to go into their physical change maker bodyguard. At that point, you may very well already be in your physical change maker bodyguard because you probably go to that bodyguard much more frequently than they do already. And as soon as you feel like someone is like, you know, bristling at you, that will even more trigger that bodyguard for you. You know what I mean? As soon as if, if, yeah. if when you when someone's confronting you that, you know, so in that moment, 
in that moment, what I'm going to say, don't worry. It's I mean, every relationship has its Achilles heel, if you will. Right. So this is not at all a reason to not be in that relationship. What it is a reason to do is to develop that common language and to recognize that when you feel that, because it will be very obvious. Okay. um, It'll be it'll feel like the energy of two sumo wrestlers. Okay. Right. Um, That you immediately, you know, he talked about each of you needs to go to your own room to calm down. You immediately recognize, uh, you know, physical change maker, confrontation, you know, and in the ring, in this corner we have, and in this corner, you know, like really just sort of having that visual, like really getting what's happening personality wise, right? And understanding that in order to actually resolve it, you both need to Be aware of your own physical change maker. And it's not that you need to, you know, shut the physical change maker down. I'm never I'm never in favor of shutting down a part of our personality, but you have to know how to use it properly. Yeah. To direct it, you know, to sort of navigate it to sort of and, and it can't be sitting by itself on the throne. You know, we've talked about, you know, with the personality triad, you know, which personality is sort of at the front of the throne, you know, which is which are which are kind of in the back. You know what I mean? So it's a situation where in that moment where it's two sumo wrestlers in that moment when you're feeling the confrontation, it's because each of you is having your physical change maker basically taking over the entire throne and pretty much not caring about your other two personality components on the throne and pretty much being shutting them down and being like, I'm in charge now. That's it. Not only are you. And so the thing to realize is, and this is sort of, I think a key in a way, if you think of it that, Oh, I'm just, they're just saying, I'm not listening to them or they just want me to listen to them. No, they need to listen to me. What I, what I want, what I would want you to do is to stop and think, forget about whether I'm listening to them or not. I'm not listening to myself. The only part of me right now, that is having any say is my physical change maker. My physical explorer is not having a say. My ideas connector is not having a say because what I will tell you is that one of the, um, so as personalities have, can have more than one superpower in, in addition to just managing, you know, crazy amount of thoughts and feelings. The ideas connector, one of the superpowers of the ideas connector, it can be a brilliant peacemaker because it has the ability to hold diametrically opposed perspectives together simultaneously. So if you have two people who have absolutely opposing opinions that seem completely mutually exclusive, you, the ideas connector, you know, if you're in your ideas connector mode and, and I suspect you've experienced this, you have the ability to help each person feel like they're being seen, they're being heard, Right like to the extent that they need to and they and that and that they'll be willing to compromise in, in just enough that you can resolve the issue because they're they're because you're getting them they know that that's the best offer they're going to get and so they're willing they'll be willing to compromise because you are creating the peace between them and the other person would you agree with that do you think that's ever happened i generally feel like with a lot of fights that like not just like like 
like other I think people's it's different lives. When like, it's, yeah, like yeah, and that's what that's what I was uh, just about to say is that I hate playing the peacemaker in my own fights because then it's like like you feel like you're like you're exactly. like surrendering. Exactly. But a lot of times I end up being yeah. a, a peacemaker with like my friends fighting or something like that. Exactly. Because in your fight, you don't, your physical change maker wants the whole enchilada. You know what I mean? So you're, you know, your physical, your physical change maker, when it's your fight, your physical change maker does not want to share the throne with your ideas connector. You know what I mean? It's like, don't, don't micromanage me. You know what I mean? Yeah, and exactly. So not, I mean, the, the disconnector doesn't, it, it's not, it doesn't micromanage, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, it, it, it's sort of, that's what it would feel like to the physical change maker. It would feel like the disconnector is trying to micromanage it. And so what, what I would encourage you to do and invite you to do is from the beginning, when you, you meet this person, you're getting the relationship, you're like, yep, this is all like really looking good. Don't forget about this thing that, because if it catches you off guard, if you don't think about it, and you're not prepared for it and it catches you off guard, you could still survive it, but it's going to do much more damage in the process. You know what I mean? To your relationship. So what you want to do is anticipate and understand I have the physical change maker component of my personality. She has the physical change maker component to personality. When that happens, because it's going to happen sooner or later, one day when you least expect it. Okay. When it happens, you need to be like, oh, it's happening. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. So first of all, say to yourself, first of all, stop, recognize it and say to yourself, okay, she wants me to listen to her. I want her to listen to me, but let's, let's put those aside for the moment. I'm not listening to myself. My physical change maker is not listening to my ideas connector, which has its own thoughts on it. And it's not even listening to my physical explorer, which is just in the moment and wanting to feel good in the moment and doesn't even care as much about the fight. It's like wanting to, the physical change maker is just digging its heels and wanting to hold its ground, wanting to just take up the entire throne. That's just what it's feeling. And that's the nature of that particular personality element of a physical, of the physical change maker personality element. Right. So it's really going to feel strong and don't, don't criticize yourself stop and just recognize and appreciate and be like, you know, both for me and her, for each of us, this physical change maker that we each have is there for a reason. And in a lot of ways, it helps our relationship be stronger just because it helps who we are, be the person that we want to be. And that supports us as a unit, as a relationship that is, that can brave anything. Because I will tell you that when the two of you are on the same side, when the two of you are facing some kind of obstacle, some kind of challenge, there's nothing and no one can get you down. You know what I mean? Like you will, you'll, you, you will be an incredible force to be reckoned with as a relationship. And that's, you know, that's that's to the credit of that each of you has this physical change maker component. So you don't want to get rid of that component. You just want to recognize when it's coming out 
in a situation, in a context that's actually not serving either one of you or the relationship in that particular context. And you just want to be like, oh, yeah, okay. We recognize, you know, we love our physical change maker, you know, that share the shared bodyguard that we have. We love it. Um, right now, it's not serving us. So right now, each of us needs to be like, oh, let's see. Am I listening to myself? Is my physical change maker just taking over the throne and not listening to any other aspect of my personality? Probably. So each of us needs to go and do whatever it is that we need to do. You know, and that's a discussion that each person I could have with each person or whatever. What is it that you can do? Right. And, and we could talk a little about that now if you want to. But, you know, what would help you internally get to a place you know, go from a place where your physical change maker is, um, you know, just just totally like, you know, the Hulk in Hulk mode. You know what I mean? And and really shift from that to it being like, OK, you know, my job, because ultimately the job in your case with her, it's, it's, it's the same, but it's a little bit different. So I'm just going to talk about you. Um, the the job of your physical change maker bodyguard is to protect your core with her. It is too. It's job is to protect the core, but because her core is different, it protects it in different ways. So, but for you, it's protecting your physical explorer core. And so going from a place where your physical change maker is, you know, the Hulk to a place where it's sort of like um, almost just, remembering to uh, to actually stop and see you and see your physical explore because you know it's sort of the physical change maker once it gets triggered it just again becomes the hulk and it stops thinking rationally and it stops it loses sight it loses sight of the fact that what it really cares about is protecting you, right? So then it's acting in a way that's actually not protecting you. And so you want to bring right. it back okay. to being like, you know, hello, um, okay, I, I know you're feeling, you know, over the top right now and that's okay. And I love that about you because there are times when that is super, super needed. Right now actually is not one of those times. So I, I need you to see me for a second. And it's basically going to be about your physical explorer kind of, you know, waving its hand, trying to get the attention of the physical change marker and saying, can you just look at me for a second? Can you just look at me for a second? You know? Um, and then the physical change maker will be like, oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I can see this isn't really helping you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can see that this is not really the direction that's going to protect you the best. You know what I mean? Cause, cause you know, not only um, so the thing with the physical change maker is it very much the way it functions is by recognizing who the enemy is or what the enemy is. So it, when it's, it's there protecting you. And normally when you're in the relationship with this person, it's not seeing the other person as the enemy, right? It's seeing anything that, sh that threatens the relationship as the enemy. Right. But when you get into conflict with this person, what's happening in the uh, I'll say the mind of the physical change maker is that it's suddenly identifying the other person as the enemy. You understand? So what you want to do is say, whoa, 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 whoa. I know right now it feels like we just got attacked by that person. So that immediately makes you shift you, you know, physical change maker. It makes you shift into thinking that person's the enemy. But, you know, wait, 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 wait. Okay. 
actually, actually, you know, I know it feels like that. I know it feels like that, but they're not the enemy. So I don't want I right physical explorer do not want you to treat them like the enemy they're not the enemy the enemy is the confrontation not the other person so what we need to be doing is saying whoa 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 how can we sort of take apart the confrontation sort of dismantle you know how can we dismantle the confrontation that's the enemy not the other person does that make sense that makes so I would say that pretty much, you know, uh, that 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 sort of, you know, comes full circle. I'll say that closes the loop on sort of what I would want to bring out about your personality, who's compatible for you, just all the questions and just really understanding what that looks like and really how your individuality plays out you know what i mean and really appreciating yourself as an individual and you know appreciating the other person as an individual and just understanding that we're all unique individuals and it's really about just paying attention and really honoring who you are so my job is to really support you as an individual and support the relationship by helping you to support yourselves and one another as individuals and understanding that we're all human and we all, we all have these different aspects of our personality that serve us in a lot of ways. And there may be some circumstances where they sort of manifest even when in that moment, uh, we might not want them to, or it might not be ideal for them to. And so we can just be aware of that and just really check ourselves. Just, you know what? Um, Yeah. Just, this is what I need to do. I need to, this is what I need to do to recenter myself, to support the other person and recentering themselves. Um, How does that sound? Does that, you know, what do you think of that? That sounds good. No, that that that, that sounds like a good like 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 assistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts um, that you have that you want to share with our listeners in light of everything that I've said? I've done a lot of the talking, obviously. Um, thank you, thank you for your patience and for listening. Um, and anything else you want to add to that or anything that that sort of makes you realize that something else you want to share or that you just want people to know? Um, you know, I guess this, this kind of goes along with the whole, like, I think I'm looking for a woman who's mature enough that when both of our physical change makers come out, we're able to take a step back. And I was like, Hey, I'm really like, emotionally invested right now i need to take a second and like go for a walk or go in my room and like you know like i'm gonna be in this room you be in the living room like we're gonna calm down my biggest thing is and i've had this happen to me is when the the going gets tough like Mm. 
you stick together, you know? Like, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm mad at you, but I still love you. Absolutely. And, and that's and one of the... Go ahead. I was going to say, that's one of the biggest things for me, is like, you know, like, it's okay to be mad at each other. It's, a, you know, it's like one of those things. It's, it's, you don't have to like who you love 24-7, you know? Mm, but the yes. love doesn't go away. Yes. And I think one thing that's a big problem now is we let the love go away. Mm. You know, it's the, the, the person that you're supposed to sit here and you're sitting next to them on the couch and you love them and they fart the wrong. Yeah. All of a sudden you don't love them anymore. Yes. yes. I think that's a huge yeah. problem. And that's yeah. not something I'm interested in. You know, I don't care if the sex is great. I don't care if there's a deep. I'm not gonna say a deep emotional bond. If there's like a great emotional bond, but something as dumb as that, and like you know, it kind of goes back to like I was making jokes about the whole like boxers and briefs, uh, you know, question. Yeah. I've actually like had girls ask me that question and get upset. Sir. Oh no. <laughs> so I was like, what? Oh, oh my god. No. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like you're actually getting, uh, uh, and it was like. You could already tell it was like they wanted to change who I was. And it's like that's not what love is, you know? That's not it's like, yeah, like like you you change yourself for love, but you don't make someone else change for love. And it was like to go back to Underworth, it was like almost like a non-negotiable for them. And I was like, Are you serious right now? Like you're like actually like actually like kind of getting on me about like underwear oh my god wow that's a real story and i and i'm definitely willing to tell whoever wants to know more about it more yeah. about it <laughs> well said oh my god well 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 said um i think it's a great uh a great note to um you know sort of tie it all up in um so before we forget Anyone who does want to reach out to you, what social media would you like them to reach out to you on? What's your social media handle or whatever that, you know, that term is, uh, you know, how do you want them to reach out to you? Uh, so uh, Instagram is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, my Instagram handle is the real. So that's T H E. R-E-A-L, then M for Rue. It's M-F-A-R-U-G. T-H-E-R-E-A-L. M-F-A-R-U-G. Perfect. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, awesome. And uh, really, it's been... Such a pleasure having you on my podcast. Uh, well, thank you for having me on. I I was interesting, definitely. So I learned a lot more about myself, actually. And this is one of those things I think, you know, you don't get a chance to talk about. It's like, hmm, like this is you get to talk to an audience about like, this is what I like. You know, this is something that like dating apps don't give you the ability to do. It's like you don't get to say you're mm-hmm. I really talk to your to someone it's like oh that's an interesting story that he went through like i'm kind of you know curious about that let me send him a message on instagram and to go and with the whole instagram thing 
you know, just say how you know me, you know, uh, speaking of humanity podcast, just say like, Hey, listen to speaking of humanity found you. I thought you were cool. And I'd be like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. That was sort of, I think a nice plug for my podcast. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure interviewing you and thank you for joining me and thank you to our listeners for joining us till next time. As always, we really appreciate you tuning in to this Speaking of Dating Profiles episode. Like you, we love hearing people's journey of self-discovery and their efforts to improve their dating life. That's why we know that you will want to check out another podcast we love called Date in a Blink, where daters move away from two-dimensional profiles into real-life, three-dimensional actual dates. Date in a Blink is where you get to eavesdrop on strangers' first dates. We're fans, and uh, we know you will be too. Have a great month. Thank you for listening in to this Speaking of Dating Profiles interview. If you are single and looking and would like to be interviewed, please send us a message through our contact form on www.unconflict.com. That's www.unconflict.com. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Speaking of Humanity, a podcast about human connection.